Welcome to Creative Conversations with Costume Designers. Oh my gosh, that was a lot. <laughs> well, us costume designers have a lot to say about what it looks like to tell stories with clothing. I'm your host, Mandy Line. I've been a costume designer for the last 22 years. During COVID-19 lockdown, I felt lost, not being able to make words on a page come to life through costume design. I decided to reach out to my peers, come to find that they felt the same way. I decided to seize the moment and start this podcast. We don't need a lockdown to want to be inspired, motivated, and entertained. So each week, tune in to hear amazing, (laughs) unexpected stories of what it looks like to be a costume designer to them. No one's story is the same. Trust me. Are you ready? I am. Let's do this. Each episode is brought to you by the Western Costume Company, your one-stop shop for all your costume needs. Not only is our next guest one of the hottest costume designers out there in the film business right now, he's cool, he's nice, he's funny, he's talented, he designed 8th Grade, one of my favorite movies, and hello, hustlers who did not love the look of that movie, I am here right now with you and Mitchell Travers to talk all about what it looks like to be a costume designer. Come on, join me. Hey, man. Okay, let me do, you know my thing. Oh, I, I got a full look today. I got the full look. I needed it because I really wanted to like look good for you. I mean, the competition, I got J-Lo, I got, you know, so. I love it, you. you know, I look for it. How do you have a tan like that? Were you just from hiking um, yesterday? I, I went hiking once. I'm not really an outdoorsy person, but I went hiking once and I got like really red for two days. And then this is yeah. sort of like the after. Yeah. It's good. Where was that? Um, just so you guys know, he sent me a picture of this like fake, beautiful forest. Where were you? So I went to Chappaqua, which is in upstate New York. It's, do you remember when Hillary Clinton lost and they found that picture of her in the woods like the next day? <gasps> That's where she just took off and went, and you just needed yeah. to check out. Oh. I, I felt like, listen, if Hillary goes there in times of, like, national mourning, it's got to do something. You know what I mean? Did you feel it? Did you feel, like, revived afterwards? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It yeah. was a beautiful photo. I love how, like, I'm stalking him. Like, where were you, actually? I'm going to find you. <laughs> I loved it. I'm, I'm not one to, like, take a hike. You know what I mean? Yeah. But sometimes. These are trying times, Mandy, so I had to do. No, and that's why really urge everybody during this time when they tune into things like this like I woke up feeling off and I was like oh my god I get to talk to an award-nominated costume designer and I just you know kind of seriously but those are like the little things that you know that that we can give back and we can partake in that can change our day speaking of giving back Mm -hmm. down there down there wherever it is we're going to try to hit 300 no pressure I don't even care if we hit a hundred Equal Justice Initiative. This is um, the company and this is the uh, fundraiser that I work with. And I kind of talked about it earlier. And you've seen me talk about it. So I just want to remind people it's down there, which is cool. Definitely. And I I just want to say, like, thanks to you, Mandy. I I am now aware of this organization and the important work that it does. Thank you. Um, For those of you who are not as familiar or if you're, you know, uh, if you're getting involved in many conversations right now, which I think a lot of us need to be um for me what really stood out is the fact that in the early 70s there were 200,000 people who were incarcerated 
today, that number is 2.2 million. And if you need to understand why, I think you just need to look outside. So I totally support the work that you're doing. I think it's a brilliant use of- Wow. I, I, but I, I honestly, Mandy, I, I love what you've done with this series. I think it's important to talk about costume design. And um, if we can combine that with, you know, these necessary efforts that we all mm -hmm. should be participating in right now, like beautiful job. Well, thank you, thank you. And I think as bosses, we get to bring that knowledge, that heart and that conviction back to the office also in our choices on where we shop, who we buy, who we hire. You know, I think it's, it's gonna become, I personally want it to become the new me. You know, I want it to stick with me and that's important. Yeah. I think if there's anybody who's still having that conversation about going back to normal, we can't really do that until you great keep point. up with where we're at right now. Like this is how it's going to be. And um, you know, we need, a, we need that to be the new normal. I love, I really love that you said that because I remember at the beginning going, I just wanted to go back to where I can go to the arc light, where I can get my nails done. And now exactly. as dark as it's been, I don't want to go back to, to that. I want to see a difference. Um, Speaking of the future and how excited I am, I'm going to start off with your credits, which I do, which it probably makes the guests feel weird. I'm just like bragging about you, but I want my viewers I, to know. <laughs> You're proud of me. I'll okay. take a huge sip of water. You go right Good, in. good, good. Because I'm going to go because I want to brag. Um, uh, so I'm going to start off just, you know, touching base on his uh, credits. Now, I am partial to one of my favorite movies, not recently, in history, my friend told me to watch it. I didn't go see it in the theaters. There is a movie called Eighth Grade. If you haven't seen it, there's coming of age movies. There was one that won a bunch of awards, which I'm not gonna talk about, which I don't really think is the best coming of age movie. Eighth Grade is literally the transition between junior high and high school. Watch it, we're gonna ask, I'm gonna talk about it later. Eighth Grade, okay. genius. Um, also, she was up for, the actress was up for a Golden Globe Award. Like, know, how old wow, was she back right? then? How old was she when you dressed her? She was literally, she had just graduated eighth grade when we shot that. She okay, just good. finished it. Okay, good, because that was, that's a question I'm gonna get to. Like, what is it like to dress a person who's actually that age going through? That's, that's interesting. She was that age, mm -hmm. okay. Um, now, there's a movie that my assistant lost his mind over called Late Night. I haven't seen it. The photos blew me away. Emma Thompson, John Lithgow, Mindy Kaling. Like mm -hmm. another amazing credit. Um, now there's one that I don't believe is out yet called In the Heights. Is it out? Correct. It's not, not out. It was initially, it was supposed to come out this summer, but okay. you know, we're all home. I, hey, our donations are going up. This is amazing. $40 in Keep them coming, y'all. This is great. Keep them coming. Um, we're gonna also, also ask about The Heights. Uh, then The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which I'm Dying. Now, were you shooting that? You can't talk about it. Yeah, we but were. were you shooting when the quarantine happened? No, uh, I was oh. shooting something else when the quarantine happened. We had okay. finished that, um, like, literally, like, slid into home base at uh, the holidays last year. Okay. So we've got, and then you've got um, uh, uh, the dark movie. I didn't write it down. Did I write the dark TV show? What is it called? The Home Before Dark. Oh, Home Before Dark. Yes. Now, that's on Apple TV that you can watch right now, right? Okay, yes, so it is. That the whole is series out. is out. Okay, mm -hmm. so that is out. So that leads me to, now costume designers, we like to talk. Who is this person? Who is this person? I swear to God, Mitchell, these last couple years, the phone call, my texts have been, after I saw the trailer on Hustlers, 
who the F is Mitchell Travers? It was a conversation because your work seemed to go back to back to back. Did you stop or this is a chain of huge films? It was like a crazy series of events. I did three uh, projects that overlapped. So it was, um, it wasn't always cute, but talk, it was fun. Talk, like talk. I had a real good time, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, like 2019 for me was not really about like sleep. It no, and that, that I would literally year. put, did he ever sleep? <laughs> no. <gasps> but wow. I mean, I, how do you like, you're so, we're so lucky to be in this business, first of all. Right. Um, so how do you, how do you say no when opportunity like that comes along? Like you just have to dig in and do it. I, I, that's one of my things is I, everyone says, would you do anything different? And I said, at the beginning, I would do a 25 episode television show, hiatus I would work, even the writer's strike. I worked in like Detroit. Yeah. Cause I'm again, yeah. like, cause I'm badass. No. You've worked everywhere, by the way. You've worked in like every city. You've worked everywhere. Don't even get me started that I got a call for a job in Vancouver yesterday. Don't even get me started really? on that. <laughs> Why did I come back? I'm absolutely obsessed with Vancouver. I love the city. I love the people. I love the crews. Like, I do now. Vancouver, I, Vancouver's it. And you know it. what? It's my fault. Be careful what you wish for. Cause I'm like, I should have never come back. And they're like, hi, the shoots in Vancouver. I'm like, okay, of course it does. No, I'm jealous. Go. Okay, good. You'll just have to come visit me like you have any time. Um, okay. so. Your story, which again, it's a question that's like, I don't like, I like to get into original questions, but I was doing a lot of reading about you. And if you can somehow give me the cliff notes, because I'm going to touch on the points that like, I was kind of blown away with. Uh, first of all, you're so young. You have, you went to school for costume design and puppeteering? Puppetry. That, puppetry. Okay. Yeah. But just so you know, if you ever like, were like, I'm bored with like costume, puppetry, you know what they get paid in the union? It's sick. Girl, that's, we can sidebar that. Okay, way. we're going to talk about that because um, my friend does that. And I was like, hello, hi, let's go out. Um, so I would like to know the journey from college to assisting on some of my favorite work, which I'm going to touch on for one second. Blacklist, favorite TV show. Really? But, oh, my, oh my don't God, don't even get me started. I'm obsessed. I started dating a guy because he liked the Blacklist. Like, I'm such a loser. <laughs> and so- sure. I mean, I only, that show has gone on to have so many seasons. I was, I assisted Christine B in the first season. So I was only there for the beginning. Doesn't matter. Which as you know, going, doing the first season of anything is like, mm -hmm. you'll mm -hmm. earn your stripes that yeah, way. Yeah, but, forget. Um, but yeah. You, yeah, I've heard about it. Um, also, one of the movies that you assisted on, Ocean's 8. Now, when I watched it, I didn't even know what the movie was about because the clothes Kate Blanchett was so dope and you were the assistant di designer on that. So if you can take me to, from a little bit of your college to assisting huge work to the first opportunity. I know it's like your life story, but sum it up, go. No. <laughs> we'll make it, I'll do like the brief version okay. for you. So interesting. Um, I've always been a, a really creative person and I, ha I was raised by a really incredible mother who always encouraged any pursuit that I had. Wow. Uh, when it became obvious that it was, you know, I remember my mom taking me to a Joanne Fabrics and we would look through the McCall's pattern books and I would be picking my fabrics and picking the pattern and being like, if we adapt this pirate, <laughs> go with me, mom. You know, just, so just feel this. <laughs> yeah, I've kind of always been that kid. Yeah. Um, and then I turned into this adult, but I, I did have an amazing support system around me. I... Um, I went to the University of Connecticut for dual degrees, 
costume design and puppetry. That always throws people off. So let me just like lay Please. the ground. It's so interesting, there. yeah. I have no interest in, in controlling a Muppet <laughs> or anything like that. Uh, for me, it was like, I, costumes has always been the focus, but it's like, okay, if you remove the human being, right, and you are um, unlimited in terms of your silhouette, your shape, what, mm. what it's made out of, you're, all you're doing is creating a character. Totally. It's the same skill set that you can then apply towards costume design. And so um, instead of like going outside in, you get to actually, that was like from the inside out, you got to create. To totally. Yeah. That's, yeah, a, that's I mean, a great skill. You can do anything. It doesn't matter what the, you're not, you know, limited, limited. to a human yeah. being. You can do anything. So for me, it was about my education. Education was just about those, I, I guess they're the same pursuit ultimately, <laughs> but from yeah. two different totally. uh, angles. Um, so I did that. I was in college and um, they brought in a guest lecturer who was a costume designer. Oh, cool. so I was so excited. That's cool. And it ended up being Gary Jones, who's been the, you know, uh, so many things to me, right, but right. Um, has really helped me navigate my career in a, um, in a way I can never, never repay. So he came in, he did this amazing lecture and was talking about the film industry. And I was just like, I, I have, to, I, I yeah, have yeah. to be able to be a part of this somehow. So I wrote to him, or I went up to him after the class and I was, you know, that like very eager student that we now recognize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, those are the kids who work. So if you are that person, keep, keep it up. Right, I love that. Um, I went to him afterward and I just said like, how do I get to do this? Can right. I assist you? I didn't, you know, I didn't know what an assistant designer We didn't was. even I know thought, what that world looked like, yeah. Yeah, I thought I was just gonna like grab a couple lattes and like have a, you know, <laughs> totally. a moment with him. Yeah, yeah. But, he was very sweet and he gave me his email address and um, he told me, you know, follow up, keep me updated as you move forward and stuff. But I, I'm like a, I'm a tenacious person. So oh my God, like, just by your no, resume No, like alone. this isn't enough for me. So I found out through my university, I could write a grant, um, which basically allowed me the finances to volunteer my services. Cause it was, you know, this is in the days where interns were a little bit more possible. Yeah. Um, so I wrote to him and I said, listen, I have written myself this grant that's been accepted that says, like, if I can come uh, assist you, I'll get credit for it. And then basically this grant pays for You got everything. to make up the terms of the grant? Ac the world of academia is an amazing if thing. You dig, if you dig enough. students to yeah. use yeah. it to your advantage. Yeah. It's there for you. Um, so I wrote this grant and I... I, I got it. I sent it to him. And I, you know, I was like, fingers crossed, like, please let this work out. Crazy. And he wrote me back and he was like, well, probably he was like, this is wild. Like, who are you? Right, right. Um, but he was like, I'm shooting a movie in um, Albuquerque. You know, these are the dates. Like, if you can come, great. And I booked that plane ticket. I did not know a soul on the other side of that journey. And I went, I did uh, two different projects with him. I, you know, I ended up figuring out how to be a great help to him. And um, this is on your own dime and on your own terms because you fought to get the money to do it. So it's not like you were just rich yeah. and loaded and did this yourself. Wow. That's no, 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 totally. I, I, I needed to find a way to make this my life because yeah. I knew what my life was going to be. I just didn't really know the path. And like Eduardo um, was saying, eager and passionate people always excite me because it is exciting. You know, like that is the what we're gravitating It's necessary. To. It's totally necessary. And I think to, to survive this industry, 
um, that those are the skill sets that you need. You need to be able to advocate for yourself. You need to be able to provide for yourself, create your own opportunity, right. uh, stay in the room. That's the hardest part of our, our business. Wow. Okay, so you're working with Gary. You've done some projects. So uh, the project just got bigger? What, the, what was the journey with the assisting? Um, yeah, you know, I, I, it's the same attitude that I've always had. I've just put it towards people. And I mean, you know, you've hired crews before. When someone comes along and they're really determined to, yeah. to earn their keep, you know, you end up rehiring them or promoting them. So I did everything. I was an intern. I was a PA. I was a coordinator. I was a shopper. I was an assistant designer. Did you guys hear designer. that? He learned all the positions. That is huge to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say like, yeah. now I think that positions change so rapidly. Like, I think if you sat me at the coordinator's desk, it would be humiliating. Oh my God, I can't. Because the job has become so much more than it was at the time that I was doing it. True. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I, I applied myself in the same way when I was a PA and I do the same thing now that I'm a designer. It's the same mentality. Um, so. What about going from, do you have a, a memory of the transition between assisting and designing and that moment? How, how did that connection happen and what film was it or what show was it? Mm. Well, I mean, Ocean's 8 was a, a life changing experience mm. for me because, um, for so many reasons, yeah. right? The, the scope of that film, um, you know, the, the types of clothing that we would get in, the, the kind of custom pieces that we needed, it was a really, I mean, it was like a masterclass in terms of contemporary costume design. And the amazing thing is I ended up getting to work with Sarah Edwards, who I had a previous relationship with. So, okay. you know, she and I get on so well and I, yeah. I respect her so much. Um, but that, that job was really when I kind of recognized, like, I think I'm ready to make this jump mm -hmm. because I, I was able to handle this on, on this scale. On that Sarah. level, yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, that, that movie was so enormous that uh, there were times where, you know, we had eight leading ladies. That never happens. If you guys haven't so, seen it, like, he, he is so true. I've used for presentations th that movie at least five times on my boards because the characters are well, so, you guys nailed them, nailed them. Well, it's really hard, you know, because you have eight women and they all need to have their own lane and there's only so many clothes in the world. There's only I say so that all the time. Right? So you need, you need to figure out these little character traits that can remain consistent, that mm -hmm. make somebody believable. It doesn't get too costumey. Um, so it's really hard work, but, but I say this to, to mention that like the, the amount of, changes in that movie the amount of she needs you in the trailers like it took the two of us to keep yeah, up with yeah. that project yeah and so it was that foundation that made me feel like i got this i got this yeah yes. yeah and how did you navigate like okay i want to be designer i want to try to get it how did that look like and what was your was your first film uh, eighth grade no i oh. did like tiny movies me too um, yeah okay but well, yeah, what was like, that first? You know, you know when they like build out a U-Haul and the hangers don't fit on no, the bar? I, like, I've I, done it. I've I done have that a movie, movie called Moonbase that's out there that if you watch yeah. the guy get shot, his patch falls off. Literally, his patch falls off as he gets shot. <laughs> you love to see it. You know, you just love to <laughs> so see good. it. Um, so yeah, I, I did really tiny movies. I put in the work. I was, you know, in the woods shooting with an indie crew, getting mosquito totally. bites and, okay. you know, distressing H&M t-shirts. But... 
that's how you get to where you want to be is you prove yourself on any level of project you're offered uh -huh. in the hopes that um, people will pass you along to, to bigger projects. And that is, isn't that, it's the show that I'm up for, I was thinking about the new, how new connections are so important. I've been working with the same people oh for so long. I forgot what it was like to talk to someone I didn't know and what that opportunity mm -hmm. can be. Um, you guys, we're up to 200. This is amazing. Thank yes. you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is so awesome. Okay. Oh, God, you also worked on, you were the assistant designer in Joy? One of, there's many. Wow. You are so awesome. Okay. So, uh, one of my, uh, after doing the research, I'm realizing I'm going to call you the king of period modern shows, if that makes sense. Because if you look at your resume, mm. it's not like period like you assume, but it's just as hard. Your resume has got 80s, 90s, 2000s. So when I watched the trailer from Hustlers, for Hustlers, I'll never forget it. It was on my phone. Someone sent it to me. And I weirdly watched it like 10 times because I started to look at J-Lo's Okay, Timberlands she is a baby fat. She's got the wedge tennis shoes and the juicy. Oh, yeah. But the, and again, I was like, who the F is this dude Mitchell? Like, where did he come from? He did eighth grade. You did the Hustlers. I could ask you a million questions about Hustlers. Here's my main, I've got a two-parter. Sure. Because it's 2000s and I was like thriving and you were maybe 16 <laughs> during that time. I have all the knowledge up here. I could tell you what it looked like, what the zippers and the jeans look like. What yeah. did your, number one, what did your research look like on that? Because I know a lot of the garments in 2000 were so cheap. They weren't even built to hold up. I want to know your building versus rentals. What did that even look like in that, for that time? I, I admit I was sort of fooled by it at first because mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I remember what it looks like. Um, I did an, an insane amount of research. Right. I mean, like it was a period film. Like I had down to the year. What's the difference between 2007 and 11? You know, there's a crash. Like there, there are so many uh, socioeconomic things that right, put right. it all into perspective for you. So I just did uh, a ton of research. Like it was a period I had never seen before. That way when I needed to have instincts about the period, I was informed. That's good because instincts didn't just come. Like I could say, oh no, that wasn't the rise because I, I literally wore it, but your instinct was the right. research base. I love that. That's yeah, and it's, and I would do that for any project. You of know, course. Even if it was contemporary, like I don't, I don't know how, you know, different groups dress themselves. So I would totally. do research on any group of people that I was going to costume design. Wow, that, okay. So uh, speaking to the, period 2000, which I, I look back now, I'm like, was it even cute? Or did we just make it cute or something? No, it's revolting. It's horrible, Mandy. It's so awesome. What were you guys doing? Like, Dude, why did you make those choices? I'm not kidding. I was just about to say, the next time you need research for 2000, you have just got to, we were killing it in the clubs. We were literally going to clubs. Wow. Here's the funny thing. The Usher scene, yeah. it happened with me and Usher at a strip bar <laughs> with Leo DiCap. I'm not even kidding you. We really? just didn't have, oh, oh, I can tell you a story about me, Paris Hilton, uh, uh, Leo, George Clooney, Mick Jagger, but they didn't have camera phones. We didn't have evidence. Yeah. So everybody was, when that stripper scene came on, we were looking at, 
all my friends of mine, which by the way, I got a group of 20 to go see your movie. Um, and you. we looked at each other, we're like, oh, I was there. So the authenticity of your designs were so awesome. Here's my second part of my question. Since you have, I don't know if you guys know this, but he accepted this movie without knowing the cast, right? Yeah, I just got, Lorene sent me this. Well, first of all, I should say this. Yeah. Lorene never asked me to design Hustlers. Oh, okay, okay. She and never she, asked me. She came from, she was a producing partner on eighth grade, right, or something? Well, she, she and Bo Burnham are uh, partners. Okay. And I met her there, very conversational, whatever, and she had just seen my work on eighth grade. How you get this person can handle Hustlers from that, <laughs> I will never know, but I will be eternally grateful. Thank you, Lorene. Um, but yeah, she never asked me. It was just like, Bo was like, oh, I heard you're doing the, the stripper movie. Oh. And I was like, I've never heard of that. Um, and he was like, oh, no, no, I think, yeah, I think you're doing it. And I thought it was just like irreverence. I didn't think it was anything more than that. But then all of a sudden I got this script called Hustlers. And I was like, okay, I, maybe this is it. So yeah. I started to read it. I read it, was reading it in my apartment as the sun, like, you know, about late afternoon. And I recognized at a certain point while I was reading it that I was having trouble reading. And I was like, what is going on? Yeah. It had gotten dark outside and I was so completely immersed you in the story that I did you not, in it. time did not exist. Wow. So for me, that's always a sign like, okay, I'm gonna do this movie. Like me I'm gonna too. fight to make sure this is my movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's how it came to me. It was always this like effortless conversation. We started talking about the characters before you know, I was excited when Lorene told me that J-Lo was going to I was going to ask. That's one of my feelings. Yes. When you found out, we were just like, holy shit. <laughs> well, it just kept going. There was never any time to get used to the idea. You know, it just was like, oh, this we person, have this person, this person. We have Lily. Yeah. We have, I mean, it was wild. Cardi, Lizzo. Um, I think if I had been given a chance to kind of put it all into perspective, yeah. I yeah. might have had a reaction. <laughs> I just kept walking, doing my job, and... <laughs> You don't even have an opportunity. Trying to get people dressed or undressed, depending or, on the scene. But partly dressed. Well, uh, the, yeah. the amount of stripper costumes that you did blew me away. One of my specific questions is I was really looking at J-Lo's, all of her different changes. And of course, I love the one on the roof. She's so pimp. Like, it was so awesome. But I was looking at her casual changes. How much did you because she's still J-Lo and the quality of like 2000 putting yeah. that on her, what was the consideration and oh, yeah. talk about that. Well, I mean, the thing with, with Jen is that she, yeah. she has worn everything. She's worn every cut, every fabric, every print. Like I dare you to find me a silhouette or yeah. a shape that that woman has not done successfully. Yeah. You know, so she has this built-in understanding about clothes that is amazing for a costume designer because she she's done it she knows it she knows what works she knows how she feels yeah so um that was a that was really impressive to me you know i we work with clothing so we always feel like we're the ones but when you have somebody that's a match for you in that sense where mm -hmm. you can have a bit of an unspoken language it's just like uh, it's like a harmony with that person that is so um beneficial i was gonna say so, ex um escalates even what you thought could be possible yeah. makes it even better yeah yeah and so the thing the thing with jen is she's really image based like she can really communicate uh very efficiently and effectively um based on images so yeah. understanding that about her you just you keep the conversation going you know for me it's images for her yeah. it's a reaction 
and you narrow down what you're trying to do so that by the time you get into fitting, you kind of have this baseline understanding of this woman together and you built it together. So the conversation so, before was really very clarified. And she's not, you know, you can imagine she's not a, a woman with a ton of free time to make mistakes. So, uh, you know, I'll tell you the story, ready? Yeah, yeah. So tell my me. first fitting with her, I'm, I'm at her home and, you know, she comes in and people are different. Some, some people want to chit chat at first. Some people want to get right to the clothes. Yeah. And so you never know. You try to read the energy oh. of a person and you try to understand what they're, what they're looking for, yeah. right? And so she came in and her work ethic, like, knocked me back because she is so incredible about like doing two things at once but <laughs> investing herself in both of those still things. giving you so the that, attention so yeah. that she's really satisfied by the work that she's done or you know something that we would be doing would spark a thought for her about something else wow and uh her ability to juggle all of these things is like fascinating if you yeah. want to talk about a mogul that woman is it is meant to be um, yeah but I, I, to go back to your earlier question, I was slightly concerned. She's J-Lo. Like, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to run to like a Burlington coat factory. Totally. Her, like, hello. Except I was wrong because um, she doesn't want the racks of designer clothes. That's a different fitting. It. That's when she's on a red carpet. I love it. Doing a, a shoot, That's, Rob can do when that. When she's playing a right? character. Rob, Rob can handle that, right? Gardanzi is that Rob and Marielle. Right? Rob can do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Who, by the way, are like so friendly to costume designers, collaborative. Oh, I mean, I'm a you know, stalker. Someone's, he's so nice. I love him. He's the nicest. And, and Marielle too. They, oh, that's they right. could not be more helpful. Okay, good, good. That's um, good to know. Okay, so you're there and you're yeah. getting, yeah. So, you know, you know, in the scene where she has her hands up and there's like the crown on the back of her. That's yeah, like that's my favorite. With like. the white, I can tell you exactly with the pants and the wedges. I know exactly what it looks like. Yes. Okay, that was purchased at a Burlington Coat Factory. So it's not for her. It doesn't matter where it comes from. It's how she feels in the clothes and how she wants to feel in the scene. And so once, once I understood that, it's like the floodgates are open and you get to play, like you get to do your job. Did you think you had, now that you are at her house and you're working with a true artist, did you uh, have to revisit that fitting? Did you have time to revisit it now that you go, wow, I can really put other, or did you already know that you could be a little more authentic with her? with the, you know, not having to be so confident. Um, no, I'm pretty real. Like I'm, this is, I love it. Love this it. This is how I am. doesn't really matter the room that I'm in. This is pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the great thing about her is she is so in the moment that you have to, you have to be flexible with her because she will be up late doing her homework yeah. and she will come to a scene with a brand new energy and she'll just tell you casually like a, a quick little, this is what I need. And then you take care of that. Got it. But you've had, I think I had like uh, two fittings in pre-production. Wow. And so, you know, you understand the rules. You understand what a bandage dress means for her as a character. You understand when a jacket is appropriate, where you want it to hit. Um, so, you know, it's not like I had like a ton of fittings and a ton of options and things. It's really like a live creation with her. Um, you but know. you already know what she's looking for. When That's a, that's a really good thing to know is, yeah. you know, new people watching that. When someone asks for something, it's you already have this language where you're like, oh, we got to make sure it hits here, it pops here, it goes in here, because you already know that conversation before. Yeah, that's oh, a God. big thing. I mean, I would have to thank God. I, I, I had the, the most extraordinary woman, Lale Mazzani, who has assisted me a number of times. But 
she would be with me. And you know, it's like the communication with your eyes where you're like, please understand that I need seven bracelets immediately. Now, and she right somehow here on set. would. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Um, so it's that kind of stuff. It's like, it's, you know, being the team for Jen that can, can do this sort of live creation with her, but then also having a really strong team with you that can make all of this very possible. Cause you know, I can't be running back and forth to the truck to grab this piece or that piece, but having that person with you who really understands the language of the film is like. And, and wants to support possible. it and got your back. <clears throat> mm -hmm. I love that. Um, speaking of someone who's got your back, Allison Frazier told me a really funny story. Oh. <laughs> okay. So Allison, who's the costume designer of Grace and Frankie's, you guys know. So her husband was a producer on Hustlers, okay? Yes. So mm -hmm. her husband and her daughter, I think her name's Maxine, if I get this right. I mean, I know her face, I don't know her name. So they were at lunch right. with, I think, the line producer, the money man, right? So they were talking yes. budget. And he was asking having this conversation, the line producer asking Allison's husband, like, why can't the background just bring their own clothing? Why do we have to add oh another $200,000 to this? We don't understand. Maxine, I don't know if you know this, Maxine raised her hand and she's like, the denim alone. And yes. he went, what? And she goes, you can tell the year by the denim and the cut and the silhouette anyways, you got the money because Allison's daughter had your back is what I've heard. <laughs> Maxine, if that's your love name, you. I owe you flowers. Thank <gasps> you. See, I love that because the understanding of what we do, not everybody gets it, but Maxine oh, did. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing, Mandy, is like that's half the battle is your ability Isn't it? To, to communicate what you need in a way that doesn't come across. You know, costume designers have a, can get a bad rap for being like, extravagant, unnecessary people. Right, of course. Um, but, you know, that's that's a dated um, idea of us. And ultimately, we're just trying to be storytellers in the same way that your DP is, in the same way that your uh, props master is, in the same, like, we're all trying to do the same job, but clothing can be expensive, right? If you don't wear expensive clothing in your real life, it's very hard for you to understand why something would be expensive. But uh, that's our job is to, to explain that to people to let them understand like you're willing to spend a, a significant amount on uh, a crane because we all know that that's I important say that all the, the story <laughs> but yes. so is this rack of dresses you know like I need that in the same way that you need your crane it was I was thinking about I was on Travelers and there's a blazer for Eric McCormick who is fit mm -hmm. as can be without an ounce of fat on him I took this blazer from Banana Banana Republic all good I threw it on him the cost of alterations, I showed the, the cost of alterations to make it right. fit like this Armani, it's literally gonna be the same cost and he walks into it and you get to shoot. How about that, yep. right? <laughs> yep. Okay, well, I could talk about Hustlers all day long. There's so many interviews. There's just one interview that you guys have got to go online about this mobile stripper costume van. Look it up, yeah. find it. We Genius. don't have time, but what a story Genius. that was. Okay. So before I get to my last couple questions, um, I want to go to do, uh, we're going to start Mandy's Minute, which it never even ends up being a minute anyways. But I wish that there was like a theme song for Mandy's Minute. Can you get Shit. that up? You know, I would have made that happen. I would have had like a little. Rec I feel like we're ready. Like we're ready for that. Yeah. But who's my next guest? Okay. I'm going to, I don't, <laughs> I should have done it with you. Damn it. Um, okay. I, I love that though. Okay. One of my, my first questions, which I, I always think about when I ask, what would I do? 
if you got to be like a shadow of a costume designer on a film, past, present, whatever, one that's going to be made, what show uh, film would it be that you could take in? Um, I'm going to give two answers. Mm. The first is I would absolutely have loved to have been on set for Jean-Paul Gaultier's Designing of the Fifth Element. I okay, think wait. That that There's Leilu tattooed on my arm. Obsessed. Oh my, That's I had no idea I that you had this. Yeah, I think that that work is extraordinary um, for many reasons. But what I love about it is that it's a depiction of the future, which doesn't feel uniform and militant and mm -hmm. confined and rigid. It feels expressive. It feels like my friends. Like we all love to get dressed and throw looks and you Oof. know what I mean. Like even the flight attendants, the flight attendants were epic. Yeah. Like come on. Yeah. But like that, that's the future I see. It's full of art, color, self-expression. Like you want to put me in a military flight suit? It's going to be latex. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be latex. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's my one answer. But my second answer would be uh, a movie called, I did, well, I'll pick two. The Cell or The Fall, both designed by Eiko Ishioka. Yep. Who since passed, but is was truly like a a brilliant, brilliant designer and came to her designs from really like out of the box methods. Like she, right. you know, she would draw an earring at 200 times the scale because she wanted to understand it. And God, that's so cool. It's that kind of brilliance that I, I love to hear about and learn from. I love that. It's like the Julie Weiss brilliance. It's just, it's out there like the, the oh suit God. on 12 Monkeys, her sketches. There's my answer. Just yes. in case you guys are wondering, 12 Monkeys was my answer. Do you want my Julie Weiss story real quick? Tell me. I love Julie Tell Weiss. me. So I was at Mood in LA and I had like, you know, massive thing of fabrics and whatever. And I, Julie has no idea that yeah. I work in costumes or whatever. And I obviously know who she is. And so I'm like with my stack of fabrics, and Julie walks up to me and she goes, that's the best fabric in the store. Oh. Like one of the, the bolts in my thing. You're and like you know, from, to her, I'm sure she was just like, oh, this kid's like gonna go make a coat or something. But to me, I'm like, this is, you know, the icon Julie Weiss. <gasps> I would have to say hey to me. I would have died. I would have been like, okay, thanks. I'm good. This is good. This is the best day yeah. ever. Oh my god, what a compliment! No, I know. I remember I was following her once to a costume designers event, and my friends like, you're gonna follow that woman. I'm like, I'll follow that woman anywhere. Yes, I don't care where. She's a genius, and her methods and her approach are her own. Like she is not. There is no rubric to the Julie Weiss method, and. Nope. Uh, People like that don't come along all the time. So No, like Lou says. I have tons of respect for her. Julie was a great help too. Oh, I love that Edward is still on. Okay. Um, I switched up this question for you because I actually was wondering, for yourself, whether you mm -hmm. can wear the lines or not, like what is your favorite fashion designer? Uh, actually, this is super easy for me. Yeah. Christopher John Rogers. Do you know Christopher? No. Okay. Okay, Mandy. Like, okay, forget it. Go do this. Okay, okay. He's super, super young from Baton Rouge. Um, I mean, just like, he's masterful. His color matched with his silhouette. Like he will mix like an 80s power bitch with like a turn of the century skirt. And it's like, uh, um, how did he you find this through line through history where once he does it, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, uh, yeah, that totally makes sense. Christopher but John until, Rogers? Christopher John Rogers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Look I, up. I think it's fall 2020. Okay. The most recent one. I mean, it Killed is. It. 
Well, it was also really ahead of its time. I want you to watch it now with everything that's going on yeah. in the world. Okay. You watch that and you're like, oh, he knew. Oh, he gets he it. Knew. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. those visionaries. I love them. Oh, and a SCAD grad. So, um, is he really? That's really cool. I love finding out new designers. And that was why I was like, oh, shit, I got to ask Mitchell because he'll know. Um, no, he's like, he's like Galliano brilliant. Like, uh, amazing. I love that because I think these days it's like, we need to be exposed. There's more genius out there. So thank you for that answer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Trend. And don't limit it to age. No. He is super, I think he's like 23 or something. Speaking from someone who's like 24. Okay, Mitchell. I love that you think that. Yeah. Like, don't even get me started this morning. Why do you think I have this <laughs> light on my face? Um, okay, trend. A trend. Well, now we know how much you love the 2000s. Uh, what Whoa. is a trend that you never want to see again? <laughs> Um, a pops of color. <laughs> you mean the word? You know the, they, the phrase? I no, think. I just oh. feel like that's such a, like, a dated, like, thing where it's like, you know, a woman in like a gray suit with a coral blouse. Like, I hate when it's like, <laughs> just one tiny element of color. I like a, a more balanced look. I don't like that, like, intensity. Pop. No, I like that. Because I remember, like, when I first started with ABC Family, they would say, what about a pop of color? What about a statement necklace? I'm like, if I hear a statement necklace or a pop yeah. of color, well, I'm going to die. I'm, I'll give you, how about I give you color? Not a right. pop. I'll give you color. Well, I, I feel like when, when that gets said to a designer, it's kind of like a note without a note. Like, what are we asking for? If you, if you need her to feel more professional, more vibrant, like there are so many more beautiful words that we could use to describe what we need versus a pop of color. Like, you, I, I agree. It's more like bring them to life more. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a ton of ways to have that conversation. So I'm just going to text you pop of color all day long. Um, if you, Unsubscribe. <laughs> if you could have taken one of JLo's looks from Hustlers and to have in your closet, what look would it be? Like, I have a memory. <laughs> oh, well, I, it's so funny because usually I'll ask them to wear, but uh, just to have to own, to do whatever you want with, like, just to keep in your, your archives. Um, oh, my God. April is on here. The dopest stylist. I can't even get you started. Do you know April? Not uh, personally, uh, no. Okay, so we'll, we'll, we're going to look her up. She's the okay. OG stylist. The people that she is dressed... She is so badass. She's also a costume designer, but look her up. Anyways, April's here. This is awesome. She's my Christopher John Rogers. Oh, yeah. She's just, April is so good. Hi, love. Okay. Um, so who, uh, wait, what was my question? Oh, JLo's look from Hustlers. Which one would it be? I think um, just in terms of like keeping things for myself, it, mm. it would be like the silver look. Only because it, it's a perfect example of everything I love about costume design. It's, for me, it's an example of collaboration, you know, putting somebody in that is a, is a result of establishing trust with somebody. Yeah, yeah. Um, establishing that you, you're looking out for them, you're looking out for the film. Um, you know, we made it, so it's not uh, that something that That was my question, exists. you made it head to toe, the hat included, everything? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, or like we modified the hat. But, of course, of course. Um, I would do that only because for me, like I'm not in this business for single looks, I'm in this business because of the people. And for me, like when I see that, I'm so proud of my team on that movie, what we were able to do, that we were able to push the boundaries to, to do that with 
you know, a woman who's done pretty much every look. So getting that one together was a real accomplishment. I knew you um, would answer like this. I swear I knew it. And I didn't even, I've never what? even met you. I knew your answer, maybe because it comes from, like, if I saw a film, I'm like, well, I, I like that red t-shirt. And they're like, it's just a red t-shirt. I'm like, yeah, but actually it got dyed seven times. And we did yeah. this to get to that. And I knew you would say something that involved the, the story behind that outfit. Yeah, that's, that's totally. what I'm so cheesy. The clothes don't matter unless there's a story behind them. You know, like, that, what's the difference? It could be any piece of clothing. But the reason that it registers with an audience is because you thought about it. I, I remember my very first movie that was in the theater. I was with my boyfriend at the time. And I mean, I think the budget was maybe a, literally $1,000 for the whole film. And he looked at me and he went, that's my jacket. And I was like, mm -hmm. it was perfect. And oh, it it's was... all fair game. If you leave your jacket on the back of a chair at lunch, I will use it. Sorry. I'm not afraid of it. It's mine. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I love that. I love that. Okay, how far were we? We've got 10 minutes left. Okay. So I told Allison's story. Here's something. Uh, oh, my assistant, Colin, who's actually, and I want to let you guys know, Mitchell's niceness and authenticity isn't bullshit because Colin, my assistant, said years ago, he's like, F it, I'm going to email him, see if Mitchell he, says anything. Yeah, he did. He did. Mm -hmm. And you wrote back. So you're not bullshitting. Like, you're that awesome. No, I write back to everybody. I love that. Yes. No one is that busy that they can't return an email that's as thoughtful as his was. Thank but you. But I, I like when people reach out to me on Instagram or like, I love all that stuff. I have met so many people these last two weeks from Instagram alone. I think my, yeah. my, my um, uh, Rolodex of contact, no one even knows what a Rolodex is, of contacts. I'm so <laughs> grateful for this last week. He has a question. Um, Emma Thompson in late night took such mm -hmm. a journey with her wardrobe into these really strong, bold, fierce power suits. Now the director is actually a friend of mine. I did a queer workout show with her. Interesting. Um, so. <laughs> totally random. Uh, yeah. What did that conversation look like? Cause Emma's such a star. Nisha's so strong with her words. And then you have you, what did that conversation with that arc look like? Well, we are leaving out the, the, voice of Mindy Kaling who mm. wrote the I'm so the sorry story. I'm so no, sorry but, but she um this is how that film came about I was doing a fitting with Mindy on Oceans and she oh. was like what do you think about women's suiting yeah and I thought like she was just asking me like as a vague idea and of course I go on about this whole thing about like what women's suiting can be and and at the time there wasn't a ton of it really it was like real high-end yeah women's suiting was available but hadn't really uh, I love that she was doing her research already before the, it started I love that about Mindy yeah that's great yeah so she um she was like what do you think about suiting and we had this really cool conversation about suiting and then a little while later she tells me I've written a script it's about a female late night talk show host um and she's like we have Emma Thompson and I had worked with Emma before um and so I was like okay I love where this yeah. is headed you know um but that movie was uh, was an amazing example of, I think, an unfair practice in our businesses, right? If you have more than three powerful women in a room, people want to know, like, did they bitch? Were they mean? Were they this? Mm, yeah. No, they never are. That's never the problem when powerful women get together. Yeah. That's never a problem. Mm -mm. It's a complete myth. Um, but so you, you had all of this incredible experience. You know, you have Emma Thompson, who I think is one of the best character actresses 
right. of all time. Right. You have Mindy Kaling, whose eye for style and fashion is like among the best. And then you have Nisha, who has this whole uh, worldview of the story mm -hmm. that she's mm -hmm. built up. So it was, all, it was just like you could rely on anyone's advice to help steer the project in the right and, way. And trusted um, it and felt that, yeah. Yeah, it was a great group of collaborators. It was really amazing I, to witness. I love that answer. So it wasn't like it, it, the the research and the backstory came from a little bit of everybody. It wasn't just one person going, okay, this is what she's going to start to look like. You know, sometimes you, I, I, I love that. And, and it's coming yeah. from like powerhouses at the same time. Oh, totally. Right? Totally. And, and they would all come at it from such an interesting angle that it all had a place in the conversation. So, you know. I could have had those conversations on a late night too. It would have been fine for me. Yeah, no, I think I think that's so cool when you can get in a group of people that each have their opinions and they uh, make it better. It's not like they're conflicting and they're listening to each other, you know. So yes. So Colin, there's your answer. Um, we've got hi, Colin. The hi, Colin. Oh my God, he's just been kicking ass, man. I, it, so far, I think we've got like five minutes left. This is okay. Um, and if we don't get to where we're at, we're just going to come back like we did. <clears throat> we are at $215. We're going to break 300 So, you guys, I do have two more awesome questions left for him. So, if we shut down, give me a minute to post, and then we'll come right back. Okay. I saw that happen with Eduardo this morning. Am I just joining the same way again, then? Same I'm thing again. Gonna we're going to repeat. Everyone's going to join in, and then we do about 10 minutes more. I, okay, great. I just can talk to you all along. Let's see if we get it done. Um, okay. In the Heights, that yeah, was let's go, let's go. musical, uh, mostly Latinx cast, correct? Dancing, mm -hmm. like it just looks like such a big story to be told there. I want to know, first of all, unless you have any cool, interesting stories, what did that prep look like? Had you ever done a musical before? I mean, I, yes, Hustlers well, music, but. I did, I mean, I, I came to costume design through theater. So I used to assist Broadway designers. Yes, yes, okay. Early on in my, in my time. Um, so I've done musicals in that sense, but In the Heights is not a musical like any other that I've seen. Um, Why is that? It, because it relies so much on a particular neighborhood, Washington mm. Heights. Um, it is a contemporary musical that's not trying to look like a musical. Yeah. Um, the In the Heights experience for me, if you don't know the story at all, no, it's moving. everyone's saying it, it looks is, amazing. People are like going off about how excited oh, they are about it. I, it is one of the most extraordinary things. Just oh. the, the story that it tells, what it's going to say about who we are as a people right mm. now, I think is so timely. Um, you know, it's not lost on me that I, I was determined to be the person who got to tell the story of the clothes on that movie that they allowed me to tell that story with them is a huge um blessing right you know i got to work with lynn who i, I was just gonna admired say for wow ever um john chu who's become an amazing collaborator for me um, yes you know it was just one of those experiences where you're like this is why i this is why I wanted to do this with my life because I am watching a musical mm. in real time right now. And I, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Where did you go? And this is just something I'm thinking off the cuff because the clothes are so real. They're so yeah. authentic to that culture. Where did you, where'd you shoot it? Where'd you prep it? Where'd you shop it? Like what, where did that all take place? Um, the neighborhood. We that shot really in the neighborhood. was. I shopped in the neighborhood. I researched in the neighborhood. 
Love because it. it's not, you know, it, it's not something that needs a costume designer's spin on. It exists. It's real. And it's my job to put it on camera in a way that makes sense for the characters. I love that. Um, obviously, you know, you're doing a musical, so you're going to amp it up a little bit. You, yeah, yeah. You know, you have to make, you have to put, uh, you know, panels in things so that the dancers can do what they need to do. And, you know, there's a lot of costume stuff that goes into it. But ultimately, the goal is to portray street style, contemporary street style. And also be aware of what's going to look really bad when this movie comes out because it's such a little tiny trend or like what are the trends that we're going to look back on and uh, remember fondly or know, right. um, you know, they still have a place. No, but, I, um, watching the trailer. I can't wait for yeah. that movie, Mandy. It's so good. I, I've watched it twice now. It's so good. If you're not a, I'm not a crier at all. Yeah. Like in, in the movie theater, I was undone by this movie. It's really, it's, Message is so important right now. Wow. And it's so, uh, to be on a project like that, that you're watching a story that needs to be told in the place that we're in right now, like what a, mm -hmm. what, a, uh, what a message. And I think I'm finding the older I get, I really want to do work that means something. You know, like it's, I've done my pretty, I've done my high heels and it was totally yeah. right for me who I was at the time. Um, right. But okay, give me a vampire movie, fine, I'll do it. Um, but <laughs> I love that you'd you be great at a vampire movie. That's a really good fit. Well, I'll tell you about the Lost Boys story later. I got the job, okay. but I stood up okay. for myself because the rate was not okay. Um, Support you. It's it. You know, we got to figure it out. And now I'm thinking, like, God, I need that money. Anyways, okay. So what I'm gonna do, guys, is all of you guys are gonna come back. We're gonna have about eight to ten minutes more. I've got a couple more questions. He's gonna do his closing. So. Please come back and join us. We've had an amazing amount of viewers. Right now, we're at 265. It goes directly to them. Oh, the pressure. Dude, I know. I'll, oh, my God, 275. This is Great. amazing. Too bad it's closing, but we're going to make sure we beat 300 when we come back. Okay, I'll be right back. Well, everybody came right back. We have such loyal fans. <coughs> okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, eighth grade. Working yes. with a cast member who is the same age, possibly going through that, is significantly younger than mm -hmm. you. But I'm trying to picture like your, the clothes were so authentic. The clothes were so right on. Now Thank I know you. we know what it's like to have those cringe moments in high schools, but how much conversation did you actually have with such a cast that was so young? Was she super involved? The, the difficult thing about that project is yeah. Most of the cast is at that, that age where they don't want to talk to someone who isn't their age. So they're very shy of adults. Yeah. They don't want to talk to people younger than them. So it's this little isolated group. Yeah. So I knew that that was a hurdle from the beginning. So what I decided to do on that project was go yeah. on all of the location scouts because it meant that I would be in a middle school while they were looking at locations. Smart. I could observe all the students. And... Um, you know, it's exciting for a middle school when a movie comes in. So they were much more open to talking to you then. So, you know, I would like ask them about where they shopped or where they got their clothes or did their parents do their shopping? Were they allowed to shop for themselves? What did they wear that was their siblings? You know, all of that kind of stuff. Because obviously that demographic changes so rapidly that there's no way that my middle school experience is the same as somebody yeah. who's doing it now with, right. you know, Instagram and TikTok and all these other crazy things that they have to deal with that we never did. Right. But that's how I solved that problem because I knew that I wasn't going to be able to have access to that group of people without actually putting myself 
in okay. and amongst them. You know what? I heard from a friend of mine named Jill, and I'm not kissing your butt. I'm not even that you are such a special costume designer and the way that you work and the backstories. And I remember talking to her. She was like, he wants this fabric and he wants this and he wants it, it was very specific. And she said, Mandy, oh, I want everything. That's no. the problem. All right. Yeah. Of course. But the way that she had told me, um, was the process of the backstory, the time that you put in, I mean, we wish we all had the time, you find the time is, is very genuine and, and unique. And when you, when you were doing designs in uh, college, were you that investor? Or do you think that came from the experience of being in the business itself? Like that uh, came from somewhere. You're, it's such a cool thing about you. Well, I think, for me, I can tell you about every piece upstairs in my closet. You know, yeah. like I remember why why I bought it. Yeah, when I bought it. That's you. That's I know you. All of that because it's my my closet. Yeah, and I feel like it's my job as a costume designer to be able to say the same things about my characters. Why does she have a leather coat? Because it's scripted, or because it's from an ex boyfriend? You know, it's all that stuff. I think um, you need to be able to talk about it, and you need to be able to create to create a character and a closet that has meaning to that person. Isn't that the cool part about our jobs? I love I'm that. I'm obsessed, like, I miss it so much. I, that's my outlet. That's how I express different yeah. ideas that I have about the world. And so, yeah, I, I miss that forum to, to do that work. I had a conversation with a friend of mine who's this like, one of my oldest friends from a TV show, Greek, he's this uh, black actor that puts everything he is into his work. And he calls me like on his shows and he's like, Mandy, remember I used to be annoyed by your backstories and why you would put me in this? Remember I hated the doing the fittings, or not hated, but he was like, your backstory, and it's not just bragging, but it's to experienced costume designers. He said, this person was trying to put me in a brand that that person never had the means to buy. You know, something, right. even like those little things became important, and that's what I miss too. I miss why somebody wears something. I love that. I, I ask do. actors that all the time. And not just, you know, number one on the call sheet. I'm asking no. number 36 on the call sheet. Like, what are your vices? What are you, you know, are you married? Uh, all those things, because I think it helps them when they get to set. They've done some of that work with me so that they feel like this person is real. And they, right. should, they should feel that way. I don't know what costume designer I was interviewing, but this story was about this woman was playing like a lawyer or a businesswoman years ago and they walked into the fitting and the actor was like, there's no skirts. And she's like, or, or there's no slacks or something. She's like, yeah, I know. She's like, and she told her backstory and the actor was very adamant about something. She goes, oh yeah, I get it. Hmm. I get where you're coming from with that. You know, I really, I forget who that was. I really like that though. Um, so I get this, I get asked all the time before I ask my last question. The J-Lo fur jacket on the roof with Constance. Yeah. Was that a choreographed change? Did you know that, that she had this jacket? Like, was it something that was last minute? Or was this a dis... I mean, obviously, no. every change is discussed, but... I would say that was, like, the center of the story that Lauren, <laughs> the director, wanted to tell. It was, You could tell. I, I did the breakdown for that script on a plane, and I... I was like, let me just figure out how many changes. I was on my way to New York to like have the big meeting to talk about it. Yeah. I was like, let me figure out how many changes are in this movie. And I started doing it and I texted her and I was like, Laureen, Jen has like 93 changes. Constance has like 80 something, you know? 
And so I was like, we really need, we need to have a conversation about which ones really matter because yeah. I've done these fittings before. I know that they can go away and every, uh, you know, every look becomes the most important. But I was like, from you, what's the real big- I get what you mean. Yeah, there's ones that you- And she was like, the roof. Nail the mm -hmm. roof. Oh, oh, and you're just like, okay, great. I'm going to top myself. Like, it was, it was, I told my uh, intern, I said, if we grab one shot to put on Mitchell's reel, you got to get me that moment on the roof. Like, I remember in the theater, people standing up going, forget about it, forget about it. And that was because of your look. Seriously. Well, it's also the person in it because if I wore that little bodysuit, I'd have a different reaction. So <laughs> true. I, I knew you were going to say Lopez that too. Some credit for that. Uh, she she just puts it. At, did she have a? Was she smoking too? What was she smoking? Oh, forget it. Yeah. She's just so uh, her swag. She's just born with. Um, Blue Irick had said, "Tell your own story. Be your own story. You know, this is your own journey." Do you have anything in closing um, to tell an entry-level PA position what you, as a costume designer, not someone else, not the business, what are you looking for? Say you had 10 people, because this is what we have. We have hundreds of resumes, hundreds of texts saying, oh, I want to work for you. What is something that is, is that hits home and goes, I would like to see, see how this person and I work together. What are you looking for? Mm. Not that it's so specific, but is there like a, you know, a general thing that really- I, I love when people are <laughs> confident in their opinions. You know, mm. the, the, the hierarchy of a costume department can sometimes feel like there isn't room for back and forth. And I love that. I will go to the PAs and show them the fabrics that I'm looking at. Because I might have something that I've never thought about. You know, we right. all have different backgrounds. We come to this job from different, uh, through different ways. So I really like to involve everybody around me. I like mm -hmm. to have, you know, the PAs with me. I want the tailor in as we're looking at swatches because they have skills that I do not. And so they might be able to bring something to the conversation that only elevates it. So, you know, I think if you look at, if you look at any, um, any group that has the ability to make decisions, it's always done better together versus one person who's calling every shot. Because um, then your movie looks like one person called every shot instead of having this group that um, throws in different ideas and it becomes this melting pot that's necessary to tell the story of very different people. I love you know, By the I, way, you have like one of the best shoppers in Vancouver. You've got people on here saying, I agree. Oh. It's a group effort. You've got people like backing exactly what you said. That's a really good point that you don't watch a show and go, oh, I can tell so-and-so did that. When you watch something, it's not a one trick pony. And that comes from discussion. I like that you do that. That's really- I, I, You know, Mandy, <laughs> the, the truth is, I feel like there are, are a lot of people who have come before us that were very uh, like, you know, authority and they were the only one who could tell you what color of red was red. And I just don't believe in that. I think we are so much stronger when we try to take this job on as a group. You know, it is, it's, you, it's, ultimately my, it's ultimately my responsibility to edit, to focus and to, totally. to you know, make the right call. But I, I feel better about doing that when I've had conversations all across departments. Don't you? Yeah, your brain is like, okay, I've checked that, I've checked that, I've checked that. You know, what the shopper on here, Tori, who I'm obsessed with, she's from Vancouver. I say she's the best shopper I've ever met. And she was one of the first shoppers that would bring me back 
looks head to toe. And I think that takes a lot of confidence in the shopper to say, yeah. I put this with this and this with this. And so now, like when I don't have her, I'm like, oh my God, like I need that other brain. I need yeah. it. It really I, you is. Just, you can't do this in a vacuum. Like you, I'm a social person and I, I love that. No, I just, my God, Tori knows how much I miss her. I got brought back up to Vancouver and I saw her name on the crew list. I'm like, okay, I'll take the job. They're like, but you don't even know anything else about the show. I'm like, I know that she's my shopper, so I'm in. Uh, <laughs> she says she's blushing. Just so you know, we went above our 300. Then Incredible. with my donation, I, I, we beat our goal. And it's because of our viewers. It's because uh, our souls and our hearts and, and everything is here right now in this moment with you, Mitchell. And I am so thankful. I love how my light just went off. What's happening? Um, uh, I am so thankful that you joined me. You're so handsome. Uh, Thanks for having and... me. I really love this. No, you know I, I tune I... in. You know I, I love to watch it because I, I grew up looking to, to costume designers. I loved what they had to say about the world and I really wanted to become one. Um, so it's amazing that you give us this opportunity to sit and have a conversation with people that we might not get otherwise. Thank you. Thank you. I do have to tell everybody, and it might be a letdown, but I actually got to talk to Deborah Hansen, the costume designer from Schitt's Creek. Really? Yeah, genius woman. Genius. And I love her, and it was the efforts from like 10 different people. I got her text, and she said, thank you very much. I'm on a retreat, blah, blah. And I said, please, everyone do what they need to do. But we yes. tried. I didn't go down without a fight. <laughs> we tried. Listen, that's, a, that's a grail one, that one. Right? Alone, I just got her text. And then I sent her some photos of me dressed up like characters. I probably scared her because I'm a stalker. Um, <laughs> thank you for being hard, here. Then. I probably went in a little hard. Look, I dressed just like Catherine right. O'Hara with the birds. She's like, mm, okay. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I oh wait, one more question. The show that you were on when this went down, can you talk about or that's all hush hush? I don't know. I don't. Okay. I don't know. I really don't know. Okay. Then don't. Then don't. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. You can text Better me. Better to not. Exactly. Just, just tell me later. Uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for everybody that joined like three or four times with this thank wonderful. Thank you to everybody speech. for donating. This is such an important cause, and the fact that this amount of money was um, able to be raised, I think is a testament to our community. And um, I, I appreciate it more than I can say. Did we almost at 400. I think your fans Incredible. killed it, Mitchell. I forget about it. This is such Amazing. a great day. Bye guys. Thank you for being here. Tell a friend. Thank they you can everybody. watch it on my Instagram. Thank you for being here. Bye.